Hey guys and girls, you want to see the Mod Father in action? Well now you can. Here's some upcoming dates. August the 4th, I'll be at the Livesley Memorial Hall, Perry Hill, London, for Battle Pro Wrestling. That's facebook.com forward slash battleprow. On August the 5th, I'll be at the Rustcliffe Arena, Nottingham, for Southside Wrestling. That's southsiderwrestling.com. On August the 6th, I'll be at the Priory Sanders, St. Neots, for Southside Wrestling. That's southsiderwrestling, yet again, dot com. Be sure to come out and support me and the rest of the guys and girls representing British wrestling as each week we tear it up. As always, I'm the undisputed king of the mods, Morgan Webster. Or more importantly than that, I'm the podfather, I guess. But more importantly than that, for the next five minutes to the hour, to the hour and a half, however long this conversation with Chris Ridgeway goes this week, I will be your host. Or as I like to see it, facilitator for all these chats, discussions, gatherings. You know me, I absolutely love that word, gatherings. With my wrestling favourites, your wrestling favourites too. But as I like to call them, my buddies, my pals. My acquaintances in some cases, but always, always my wrestling friends. Of course, if you listen to this podcast regularly, you probably already know this part. But if you're new to it, then I just want to tell you all this podcast comes to you free of charge every Wednesday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Podcast Addict, or wherever, wherever you get your podcasts from. But please be sure to rate, subscribe, review. Say it every week. But uh, by uh, rate, subscribe, review, telling a friend, you know, it does help us push away up those podcast lists. And by pushing up those podcast lists, it opens up new listeners and means then that I've got more of a bigger fan base, which is always great to see those numbers going up. So please be sure to rate, subscribe, review wherever you get these podcasts from. It takes about 30 seconds. So yeah, please be sure to do that. Of course, if you do want to give something back, if you do want to say, hey, Flash, loving the show, you can do that in two ways. First, of course, head over to morganwebs.pickartel.com and pick up a t-shirt, pick up a print from over there. I've got my brand new t-shirts, which the pre-orders for them are going out tomorrow. And then they should be live on the Big Cartel then by tomorrow night. So, um, well, I guess if you listen on a Wednesday, then tonight. Or if you listen on a Thursday, yesterday. So definitely go get one of those t-shirts. Of course, you can also jump over to MerchBritannia.com. There are sponsors and you can pick up uh, some Wrestling Friends merch from over there, or you can, uh, if you're a wrestler, go sign up. It's free charge to go sign up, get a free design. Of course, they do all the hard work. They print them, they store them, they send them out, and they cut you in. So if you're a wrestler looking for the best place to design and stock and send out your merch, then definitely head over to MerchBritannia.com. There is no restrictions. You could be a, You can be a beginner who's just broken into wrestling, or you could be a veteran looking for a place to sell your merch because maybe you haven't got time, then please head over to MerchBritannia.com. Of course, of course, of course, of course, I do understand that not everyone can afford to do that. And I'm not asking you to give any money. I'm not. If you've got it, it'd be great. Definitely support us that way. But if you can't afford to do it, then uh, maybe just give us a cheeky shout out on social media. I am at Flash underscore Morgan on the Twitter. I am Facebook.com forward slash Flash Morgan Webster on the Facebook I am at Flash Morgan Webster on the Instagram and I am flashmorgan at live.co.uk on the email. That email again is flashmorgan at live.co.uk and that email is for anyone who wants to book me for any upcoming events, seminars, or maybe you just want to advertise on the Wrestling Friends podcast. All that can be done again at flashmorgan at live.co.uk. So I love seeing those tweets, love seeing those Facebook posts, love, love, love getting those Instagram story notifications. I love getting emails, so please keep them coming, people. This week's guest, as I said, is Chris Ridgway, headed up to Liverpool. And I had a chat with Chris Ridgway last week, and it's a lovely little chat. For anyone who's hearing noises in the background, I am currently sat in my car, and it is 1.30am, Wednesday morning. I've just got back from Skegness from NGW, and I'm just recording these little intros and outros now for you all ready for tomorrow. I'm very, very tired, so apologies if it feels like I'm rushing this. But yep, went up. To Liverpool and sat down with Chris Ridgway. Had a lovely little chat. We get into the depths of how he became a wrestler. We talk about him starting up north. We talk about his mixed martial arts background, which is a great little story there. And uh, one or two of the things we do cover are mental health issues. So um, Chris, he said, doesn't want to be known as the wrestler 
that uh, has mental health issues. He doesn't want to be known for that, but he does want to be known as an ambassador of somebody who tries to fight and tries to open up everyone's eyes and ears to uh, what we describe in this as a silent killer. So please, please, please listen out for that. Pretty quiet weekend. I went out to... I was down at Progress Wrestling on Sunday. So I was in the back helping out there. Of course, a lot of you might have saw me in my lovely Paisley shirt as I came down to break up the chaos that was Jimmy Havoc and Mark Haskins. Hey, guess we're going to have to see where that goes. But yeah, a lot of fun trying to break that up. Very, very, two very big individuals. But uh, a lot of fun trying to break that up. Then, of course, today, here comes another car. Oh, big lorry. But uh, yeah, today, of course, I was down at NGW at Skegness. And, uh, yeah, this starts the busiest wrestling month of my career of all time. I've got 18 shows, I think, in total. I also have a week of taking Dragon Pro Wrestling Academy on top of that as well. So I'm down in Wales in the next two weeks taking the show, taking the school down there, taking the classes down there. So, uh, yeah, 18 matches and a week of training. And, of course, then this whole month is topped off by me flying out to Peter OG for Battle of, Ange- Battle of Los Angeles. So very much looking forward to that. I'm not going to go on for too much because I said I'm really, really tired. want to get this up. And, uh, yeah, I guess that really does cover my uh, my week in review. And I guess I've enjoy, got the plugs out the way. So please uh, sit back, Ridgeway. relax, How's and enjoy the well, lovely... Well, Chris Ridgeway. Enjoy, people. On conversation before this started, which is always nice. We did. We did actually. We're, we're quite late starting. It is. <laughs> Our trains were delayed. Big, big hassle getting you. But nice to be here in your uh, on your bed. This is not the first podcast I've done on a bed. Unfortunately, I think you might be the third. We are in bed, not on bed. That maybe that's the first. <laughs> maybe that maybe, is the. Maybe I should put some pants on or something. I don't know. Maybe not. No, I'll keep them off. Oh well. <laughs> it's just testing the waters. That's all. How I usually like to start with is. I'm going to say it for everybody, um, start wrestling, uh, you meet people on shows, you never ever sit down and go, what made you fall in love with wrestling? What's your earliest memory of wrestling? So let's, let's, let's get into this, go right back to the start. What's your, what's your earliest memory of when can you remember kind of falling in love with wrestling? Watching wrestling, yeah. Um, uh, I watched the, actually the first like full pay-per-view I watched was Royal Rumble 2001. With the, uh, the Rock and Austin, where they looked across the ring. Do you that, that might have been my first one. I think that was my first yeah. one. Um, my mum used to... Um, on Channel 4? Record. Yes. Yes, yes it was, that was my first one. Um, my mum used to record wrestling for me. Like, like quite bad parenting. I was like eight years old. But she was like, made me watch it. <laughs> but like, no, it was well good. Uh, that, it was like that. And then I didn't... I, I just watched that over and over because I was like eight. When I was out, yeah, I was about eight, so I just watched seven, maybe. I was watching, so I just watched that over and over, but I could watch that every day. And then Invasion. That's a big, that's a big jump. Yeah. So you must no, have. That's like, the same year. Yeah, but it's still a big jump, though. There a lot happened in that year, because, like. Well, I was confused as hell. You would like, you would have missed the Austin turn and everything. Yes, I did. So yeah, Austin would have been, like, ho- Austin would have been, like, the hottest guy. Yeah, yeah. And then. The and then he was bad. And then he was bad. Invasion. He turned bad at Invasion, actually, didn't he? Oh, I would actually, yes, that point lined up perfectly. That point lined up perfectly for you. Turned bad. And then. It was invasion the whole like we need the he old turned bad Stone and good Cold. and bad, didn't he? Yes, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he turned he turned yeah, bad yeah. and then Vince and Dorie became the goodies because the invasion happened so Austin automatically became goodies. We just had goodies this conversation, you like the goodies <laughs> and baddies. <laughs> it's goodies and baddies. If you say your face and heel, you're wrong. If you it's say, goodies and baddies. If you say if you say uh, villains and blue eyes. No, it's goodies and baddies. Or Rudos and what's the what's the what's the like an Not Rudos. <laughs> Not Rudos. <laughs> I think that's a correct sure. goodies and buddies goodies and buddies that's yeah he did would have and then so I guess you would have came back you would have seen it yeah, did he so turn, I saw him turn did again he, did he turn, turn invasion yes because he, he stunned Kurt Angle yep that's right he stunned right. Kurt Angle I am right my invasion knowledge is second to none everyone right loads of the diehard wrestling fans hates the invasion angle Right. I loved it because I was a kid. I loved it too because yeah, I was yeah. like 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As a kid, I was like, shit, this is crazy. Well, good. My favourite like match on that was um, Jeff Hardy and Arfie Do. Of course, it was sick. Well, good match. What do you, you yeah. love it? Absolutely brilliant. Because even though like, he was brought in as a bad guy, RVD was the man. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Jeff Hardy was the man. I remember watching that confused because I liked the RVD and I was like, hang on, I'm not supposed to like him though. And he's like, he had his sick Tiger Leotard on. Leotard. Leotard. <laughs> 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 so was you like after that was you just all in? 
Yeah, but like, it, like I just used to watch like them two pretty much over and over and over again. And like every now and then, like Heat would be recorded. So like I used to watch like Takamichi Noku, Ese Rios. I used to love Ese Rios. Yeah, yeah. Play SmackDown two game. He was brilliant. Oh, good, wasn't he? Ese Rios, Stevie Richards as well, be on at all times. Scotty Toy be on at all time. Val Venus and his right to censor stuff. Yeah, man. That was my... <laughs> so you can tell um, massive uh, Val Venus mark by all what I do now in the ring. Of course. Everything I do is Val You are kind of in a towel, so... Yeah. <laughs> I'll take it off. <laughs> so, like, when did you then decide, like, this is what I want to do. I'm going to I'm gonna seek this out. Was it... Well, I didn't want like, like... I think, like... but See, my story... We t- I touched on this before we walked here. Um, like, my, st- my story is similar to everyone's, where it's like... You don't think it's possible to become a wrestler because you see it on the telly, it's in America and everyone's huge. And then school opens up, but it's not good school. And then you go and get trained properly. That just seemed to be how everyone got trained. Like, not now, like not 2017, 2016, but like. Because good wrestling is so accessible now that. Sure, exactly, yeah. Really so you, can't, you can't be trained by someone bad anymore, really. You can. Like, it, is still, it is still possible. Really? Yeah, you don't feel like everyone's not clued up because actually yeah. everyone like goes, like, oh, this guy's cool, I want to go get trained by him, or this guy's cool, I want to get trained by him now, you know what I mean? There um, are still some bad schools out there. I think some people get involved and then discover, hopefully, that they're not. Oh, that sucks. Well, yeah. don't do that if you're listening. There are some, especially in South Wales. Like I know Dragon Pro have had a few places that charge considerably less and have people that don't have so that still happens. knowledge. Wow. Yeah. So people will, That's a shame. People will come to... People have gone to ours, uh, gone to Dragon Pro, yeah. and they've struggled in the beginner's class. Right. And then they've gone down to the other training place and become head trainers. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and we know that they like, and then my, I said my mate Brendan have had yep. people he works with yeah. and he, they found out that he does wrestling and they've asked them where he trains. He's a dragon pro and they've already been training down at the other place for like a good few weeks or months. And they didn't even know that dragon pro existed. Oh wow. And then they've come to like dragon pro and they've struggled because it's harder because it's better conditioning and stuff like that. Jesus. So like Dragon Pro is the main school in like yeah, Wales, yeah, in my yeah. opinion. Well, well, it, yeah, I think it's I think it's one of the best in the UK. You oh know, yeah, absolutely. Look, look at track, look at track record of who yeah. they produce and stuff like that. I think I think that we were just talking about some actually just now. That and Fight Club Pro, mm. I guess we play track record wise. I don't think you ignore yep. it. Yeah, PBW as well up north and GPWA yep. up in Scotland. Them two are really good as well, and Johnny Moss. Oh yeah, I'm not saying there's no other places. No, no, I'm just saying like they're the, the in my head like when people talk about training schools, it's probably them five stick out to me a lot, as well as like Dean Mark. So you got like th- look, that's six schools straight away that can list, and like that's what people should be going. I, I um, just, I was, it was just more in the context of like you look at who is the, for lack of a better word, top of British indie at the moment. Yeah, they all seem to come from that attack, like a pro circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Majority, majority yeah. of them come from. Oh yeah, it's just, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess just, I think there's not saying there's not other good places to train. The the in the in quotation style at the moment, I think those schools are the best at doing that. Gotcha. Yeah. With of course, Johnny still teaches everyone brilliantly, and and so does Dean, mm. but maybe they don't train the in. Style, we call it the in style, I guess, at the moment. In style, that's much. So when, so where did you start training? So I started training in a place called Alveston. You may have heard of it. You may not. Have. So you're from Newcastle, right? No, not at all. Oh, <laughs> the, the opposite side of the country from Newcastle. So like Newcastle's the east and west. Okay, so where? So from? we're west side strictly. <laughs> all right, Ali G. <laughs> west side of <laughs> Northern England. <laughs> so where are you from? Barrow in Furness. See, I know nothing. Mate. So, Barrow in Furness is working class AF, as the children say. AF. Oh, that's fuck. I was like, no, I, I thought you. I thought like it was like a term. Then I was a bit like no. working class AF, AF means as fuck. I'm just, I, 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 I just trying to show I'm, I'm down with the children. Um, that's all. all good. Right. You are just trying to make sure everyone knows I'm pretty fucking cool. Fly for a white guy, um, good, yeah. Quite yes. <laughs> um, so I was from Barrow in Furness, which is like. Working town, ta- well, like working class town, uh, in a couple of towns over is Ulverston, which is ironic, like middle class as hell, like super nice place. But they had the school open in the Red Rose Club, which is just like a working men's club. Um, and there was a guy there, I'm not going to name names, you don't need to search into it too much, but Jesus Christ, he was bad. But I thought he was good because you don't know when he's first start, and if someone tells you they're good, you're just going to believe, mate. And he had a ring. Uh, you had the the twenty foot ring that's in this country. Like there's a couple of them 
but this was the one that was used by 1PW, I believe. Okay. So it was that ring. And he had that, and we were like, and obviously he could show us like, oh, these are the DVDs where this ring was used, and it was like all these stars, and it, so you just like believed like he was like the ship. So, Is like, the ring that what culture uses? Is it that ring? No, 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 it's not. Because no. I got it now the other day, and I was like, fuck, this is a 20 foot ring. And it... No, it's not that one. No, it's, it's stored up in Barrowstone now. Um, they don't uh, rent now, I don't think. But um, yes, yeah, so I started there under him, was trained badly without realizing. And then, see, he messed up for himself by bringing Johnny Moss in for a seminar. And Johnny Moss taught us stuff, and I was like, hey, hang on. This is good. <laughs> what the hell? And then I stopped wrestling, like training for like quite a while, because um, I, I didn't I, like. I started to just like not get on with the training. It was quite nasty, um, and I was like young and just like. Nah, nah. How old are you? Seventeen when I started training, and I stopped for ages, and then I got back in training, but under Johnny Moss and uh, I went to Markham as well. Johnny Fear. Yep. Um, him as well um, for a while and then I made my in-ring debut not I like I don't class like training school as a debut because like it's never really in front of everyone and it's you tra- wrestle for free yep. you know what I mean so I classed it from my actual booking which the first like paid booking which was against Chris Brooks Pro Wrestling Kingdom something of May 2014 was I on that show? Yes. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. That was it. I was about to tell you that. No. Pip Russell McAndrews. Me versus Laguerre. Maybe. You were there. You were there, definitely. I've only wrestled two shows. So, so I took the Michinoku driver and it was like, I landed like, because I was like, I just wanted to make, I just wanted to be like, make it look amazing. And like, Chris is so good. And I was like, like back then I was like, huge fans of everyone that was backstage. Like, so like, I was like watching all you guys and I came up and I, I was on the backstage like I like had way less experience than everybody else there so I was like walking around I was like it was like I remember like Joey Hayes being there I liked him you were there Pip was there Trav. Mike Andrews was there Trav wasn't there okay it was the Ligue he wasn't then. there yeah um, and then a few others and I was a massive fan of Chris Pete Dunn was there as well uh, Damien wasn't um, I remember Damien wasn't because I wanted to meet him because like I was a fan of everyone like <laughs> generally it was like crazy um, and yeah, and like I remember us and Chris like being like, oh, shit, I hope I do well in this. So I just wanted to make everything he did look great. As far as, as good as I could at that time. And I just didn't tuck my head until the last second on the drive. And then I like, I just tucked in so late and I was like, oh my God. And then like I felt, I thought I, thought I broke my back. But it's my fault. Like I was just like, <laughs> I was like, stuck my head out as, as far as I could and tucked it in like last second. I was like, yeah, this looked good. And I was like, oh my God, I can't breathe. And they kicked out like, hmm. <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. But... Looked good. <laughs> how did you get? How did you get that book in? Uh, I think I was just pestered for that book in, to be honest. Ryan. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like. I forgot about Pro Wrestling Kingdom. Yeah. The hey, hell was good. That was good. I was like, to me, that's like Leech Forever's Pro Wrestling Kingdom still. He's he always he always had a he always wanted to promote. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they, they had good shows, like intimate shows as well, but like really good, like lighting and everything like that. So when I was there, I was like, this looks amazing. You know what I mean? So when I wasn't doing shows like that, and when it was shows and workmen's club, instead of like with all like the light and stuff, I was like, "Oh, well, this is what it can be. Why isn't it always like this?" <laughs> yeah, but so that was my first match where I got paid in an envelope. <laughs> <laughs> that envelope. It's, bank, it's bank balance now, mate, or PayPal? Is them, uh, yeah, yeah, not only a PayPal. They like, they really them, that we touch money nowadays. And small envelopes that somehow fit like five grand. Isn't that like crazy? How they can fit five grand? <laughs> I wish it's insane absolutely insane it was so like did things snowball after that or um, kind of I just like yeah I just like started working a bit more around north and stuff like and then I was like really like no I want to do this and then like when I got my first taste of like being on a show like that with them sort of people can't I was go, like can't go back then no I was just like oh this is I really want to do this so much more like like, like the uh, feeling of like come back stage after the first match and like People were like, oh, that was good. Like, like considering what it was like at the time, like, it was, like, brand new and stuff. And people were like, I was, like, picking everyone's brains for feedback and stuff like that. And uh, so that was, like, that and was... Seeing that, people that you liked and respected kind of, like, almost marking up for little things that you did and saying, oh, yeah, like, little things, like, like, yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. And like, oh, like, that looked good. Or that, and you buzzing, like, oh, shit. Because, yeah. like, 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 I've always had, like, a good, like, uh, German suplex and stuff like that. Yes, you were. Like, <laughs> so, like, um, so when I hit that, I remember hitting that and, like, it was, like, really clean. Um, and like, I mean, like somebody showing you, you hit something like that, and you're like, oh, that 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 would have looked good, I think. 
And then when it came back, people were like, oh, that was really hard. I was like, oh, sh- shut up, you. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Do you want a kiss? Like, well, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, so it was, uh, it was just nice to be like, so like that, like euphoria of like feeling like you've impressed people you respect highly and like you've watched and stuff like that. I was like, I wanted that Marvin to crave that more and like being in front of a crowd, wrestling these guys. I was like, oh, this is great. And I got like a little bit of money as well. So I was like, this is really cool. So I was like, I wanted to do that more and more and more. And then like, yeah, I guess you could say it snowboard like, but like it's very small at the start. And then just started working like around north, like um, for Morecambe, like they always change your name. So wherever it's paid, Alpha Omega, whatever you want to call it, XWA at the time, I think maybe. Uh, no, I think it changed from XWA to paid at the time. Um, bits like that. See, I um, thought these were all different promotions. Cause I never no, no, it was all the same promotion. They just kept changing the name for some reason. Um, so, yeah, and then just like start working for them a bit, and then came down for Wrestling King a couple more times, just did bits and bobs here and there. Yeah, went along to a lot of shows, helped out with the ring and stuff like that, like as you do when you start. Yeah, so it's just all that really. I enjoyed it. But with your like your yeah. style in in general, like it, you mix a lot of like strikes and mm-hmm. submission work and stuff like that. So like, how does that how does that come into it all? As in like, oh, so, so where's like, where that come from? So okay, so good question. Um, so like, I picked up these like. Went pick him up. I was, I was, I've been trained in um, yeah, kickboxing, boxing. I've done some jujitsu. So was this when you were you were younger? Yeah, was, like I learned some catch wrestling because sometimes he'd bring in uh, like different coaches, and then I did a lot of karate as well. So I get to use all them strikes. So like how old were you when you started doing like karate and? Uh, so I oh God, I was quite I was really young actually. I was ten when I started karate. And right, so like this is like <laughs> so you discovered wrestling when you were eight, and then did you think to yourself? Steve Blackman did cry. Yo, oh this is my, my way. Steve Blackman was sick. <laughs> Me when I was like, I was like, oh, this is my oh, way. Yeah. I'm gonna be Steve Blackman. Oh my god. And I'd be like, oh fuck. Steve and you started Blackman's taking cool. dance lessons because you were gonna be Scotty Dwight. Uh, yeah, sure. Then you not? ripped, you cut off your sleeves on your, on your shirt because you were gonna be, <laughs> you were gonna be Steve Richards. And then I cut my shorts to be just incredible. Brilliant. Right. You know my favorite movie as a kid was Just Incredibles, the power one thing where he pulled them up from the bottom rope and he popped them. Do you remember that move? Still brilliant. Do you remember that move? Still brilliant. Yeah, all good. Um, weird fact. Also <laughs> a weird fact. Um, when I was that young, this is just a bit of fun trivia for the listeners. Because we're weird to have fun. Yeah, of course. On your wrestling friends podcast. I feel like Damien Dunn's music should have hit as, as that happened. <laughs> um... I said, like, um, just because then I said, when I used to see Batman, I'd be like, fuck. But I wouldn't be allowed to swear when I was that age because I used to believe that swearing <laughs> was illegal until he was, <laughs> until he was 16. Just like you believe you were Jewish up until... Oh, my God, you know about that. <laughs> I listened to your uh, your podcast uh, with Jim Smallman and I was driving back from somewhere and I was literally in fits of... I, had to, I ain't gonna lie to you. I had to pull the car over because it was, and I was listening to something last night, and what was it? Uh, it was the Eddie, was it Eddie Dennis or was it Jimmy Havoc? I was listening to one of them on gyms, and they yeah. said to me, really fine. I literally pulled the car over to the one side because I was crying, my eyes were running with laughter. Yeah, yeah, I was quite a stupid kid. <laughs> I was a stupid kid, but like, I meant well. I like, I like, I'd like to think that everyone that knows me goes, like, if someone says, oh, what's that Chris like? And they go, he means well. Nice, but dim. Yeah, he means well. He's okay. <laughs> See, like, you started, she started karate, so then how did how did that come about? So, like, I started karate, because I, I, like, I was, like, quite, I was a really, really small kid. And I was, like, Peyton and stuff like that. And I wasn't the sportiest. I liked to try it, but I wasn't very good. Um, so, like, I, got, I went to karate just to, like, learn a bit of self-defense and try to build a bit of confidence. Uh, I had, like, quite a rocky childhood, um, to say the least. So, like, cry, give me a bit of confidence. So, like, I, I started doing when I was 10, and I fell in love with it, like, straight away, like, straight away. Um, so, the funny thing is, like, I, got, I, got, I, like, I really, I got good at it, and I was going, I was getting through all these belts, um, and I got up to brown belt um, with two. When I went to the school, they called them dance, so basically grades. So, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, brown no, belt, two dance, and then you get, when you, if you don't get a third, you get black belt instead. So, I was going to do the... Um, it was Shotokan karate, and it was a, let's say the exam, to put it in like layman's terms, um, for the black belt, and I turned up, and it wasn't on, on that night, and I was like, why is it not on, and it just wasn't on, I went the next time, because it was on every Wednesday and Friday, when the next time, it wasn't on, and then I found out, the uh, the coach just wasn't there anymore, and he just moved away without telling anyone, <laughs> so like, I, could, I was like, so close to a black belt, and it just, 
didn't happen anymore. And there was no no more places in the area that did Shoto Kan Karate for like miles and miles and miles. And I couldn't get anywhere because I was like, I lived with a single mum, she couldn't drive at the time. So I just like sat there with like my brown belt and two tags like, huh, could have been a black belt. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time. <laughs> then they got into like uh, boxing and stuff. Well, I did this on the side. So that was, that was like, bit you, of boxing, you bit kind of, of moved on to that just because like. I, did, I sort of overlapped. Um, because I really liked um, punching stuff. Um, so, got into Did you say because I really liked punching stuff? Yeah. That was just... <laughs> punching stuff's cool. Um, so I got I thought you like, said first, punch and stuff. Yeah, like punch and And then I realised that you said punching stuff. stuff. Um, so, like, I got into boxing, kickboxing, a bit of jiu-jitsu, a bit of wrestling, like catch wrestling. Yeah. Um, I just tried to be a bit, do a bit of everything, like, just trying to be physical. So, like, I had all this offense that I, I'm able to use and like I've got like I've got these strikes and that, that I can use and I can do them so like why wouldn't I do them you know what I mean and separates myself a little bit more because there's a lot of people that throw kicks in wrestling that don't correctly know how to kick like the proper technique and if I think sometimes it shows so it's good to know how to actually throw a kick before actually doing it. like even when people like talk to me in wrestling about strikes um, and stuff like that specifically kicks um um, uh, they, they were like oh how'd you do that and I'm like well this is how you do it but I'd go and get trained first before you did it you know what I mean like okay. go, go and get taught how to properly do it because you can't throw random like, you can't, like if you're gonna like throw a, a reverse roundhouse you can't just throw it because you'll really fuck, you'll like hurt someone you know what I mean if you throw them recklessly but if you know how to do them then you, you can, know, you, you, know you, can you can put it in but you can pull it too you know Quite what I mean in. that slap was me slap my own hand I didn't just deck <laughs> my friend but he here, did but it was, it, was, it was so controlled that we were fine yeah he's fine now so he can still breathe so it's good but yeah but I feel like that's something that really like sets you apart I feel like there's not I feel like people do strike mm-hmm. in in wrestling yeah but like for lack of a better word uh, or term pure striker okay so like Tommy I think is somebody who set himself apart when yeah. he was over here because sure. he was a pure striker he wasn't just Doing forearms, he wasn't just yes, yeah, he yeah. wasn't just doing pump kicks. Yeah, he was swinging roundhouses. He was able to chop you down, and I think that's something that he did and changed. Not changed, but he did and is set apart from everybody else. Yeah. And I think that again, that's something that you do. Like we've spoken before that like you're a junior weight mm-hmm. who doesn't really leave his feet. No, no, no. That's like my whole point at the moment as well. Like I can, but I won't. Yep. Because, so you can do it, and you do, like, you, you can, well, your springboard, your, your flips and all your moves and stuff like that. So, like, why would I meet you? Why wouldn't I do my own thing? You do your own thing. And then when me and you wrestle, we haven't yet, but with me and you wrestle, there's a clash of styles. We're both junior wits, but I have completely different styles. Like, I don't leave my feet, but you leave yours. So why would I come and meet you? Or why would you come and meet me? Why won't we have this mesh of styles to make that match, like... That's where the match is the Exactly, best exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So it's just like I, like, I wouldn't leave my feet because you can do that better than me. Yeah. You know what I mean? So why would I want to be? Why would I want to show myself up? You know what I mean? Like I can do like flips and I can do springboard stuff, but I'm not going to. Because it's also do it's also like you should do what you do best. Yeah, absolutely, exactly. And I can throw people and kick best better than I can flip. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I'm not going to. Like I rarely do suicide dives and stuff. I really cut down on them as well recently because like I just don't want to leave my feet anymore. I want, I want people to be like to watch me and watch me grapple and cut people down, and like I ground you instead of like leaving my feet. You know what I mean? No, it's good. But that's my idea behind all of that. Just want to take a minute from our conversation suite to chat to you about our sponsors, MerchBritannia.com. MerchBritannia is the on-demand merchandising service for the British wrestling scene. More than just another t-shirt store, they offer photo shoots, graphic designs, and on-demand 8x10s, badges, and of course t-shirts, all sent directly to the fans. With competitive rates for the wrestlers, and if you're a wrestler and you sign up today, you'll get your first t-shirt design absolutely free. I trust Jim, Aliki and the rest of the team at Merch Britannia so much, I brought them on as the permanent sponsor and gave them all the exclusive rights to my Wrestling Friends t-shirts. So if you're a wrestler looking to sell a range of wrestling merchandise, or a fan looking for the best bit of clobber, head over to MerchBritannia.com now and pick up a bargain. Thanks Merch Britannia, you've tore it apart. I think as well, like, another thing that makes you stand out is again... Maybe it's changed a little bit in the last like twelve months. Maybe just the way that people look, but you was as well the only junior weights, one of the only junior weights in the country that was covered in tattoos. 
Like, mm. like right, there yeah. are a few now that, like, for example, Damien's like got his arm covered and stuff like that, and like, yeah. and Tyler's begun to have tattoos. But about twelve months ago, eighteen months ago, you were the only person, and I still think like when you when I think Chris Ridgeway, I do think tattoos. Like it's another thing I think. And again, it's not. It's 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 a good thing because it's, oh, yeah, yeah. you need to be recognisable and stuff like that. So like, where does that that love? I was um, I was actually talking to uh, about this the other day, and I was like, um, I forget how tattooed I am. And then Cause sometimes because like, Hitch, Hitch always says, Hitch says, says to me, Hitch is like, he says that you have a fantastic look. Like he thinks you have a great look, and you've like, oh, we have cool. a conversation. We have me and other mates are in conversation. You come up many times when he's like, you see pictures of you and be like, Ridgeway looks incredible. Like, oh, that's cool. Thank you. Appreciate that part. But like, um, I forget like that I am heavily tattooed, and I'll see a picture or or wear a vest <laughs> or something. I'll be like, oh, I have a fair amount of tattoos, and then like I've got the itch again. And like I'm, I'm getting my neck done and the machines and everything. I'm just like because I get it in bursts. I don't like get one and two. And I get like I'll, I'll like there'll be like three months. Like say if I went away now and so you're getting in three months time, you'll be like oh you've got a lot of tattoos since last. So you're like Christ Chris, slow down. <laughs> but I do it like because I know what I want. So I'm like I'll just get them all done now. Boom 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 boom. boom get them all done. So that's what I'm gonna do soon. I think. So how old was you in your first tattoo? Uh, seventeen. What was that? Seventeen. It was my. Chest on my arm, my chest first. Still got him? And then, yep. Yep. Um, I spotted T Bone, T Bone uh, couldn't show me his. his. His first ones were covered up. They're covered up now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I've just spoken to him well, actually, yeah. Um, chest and then my arm. Um, and then I went, so I went, the order was chest, arms, I got my arms fully covered, then the other side of my chest, and then my hands and knuckles. Because. People who get their hands and knuckles covered up straight away first are silly people. Because <laughs> you can't hide them. And they're people who want to get their hands in every single photo they do to show they have tattoos. <sighs> silly. Like putting like, like over their face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah They've always just been like interested in tattoos and just always loved them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've always like that. I think it comes from like music I like as well. Like I like uh, rock music and stuff. Heavy or not. But like a lot of them... When you see dudes and bands, they're all covered in tattoos, like, which I loved. Cool. It's like, like none of my family's heavy tattooed. Like Christ, like my family hate the fact that it's so. Many <laughs> I was gonna say, did your mum mum like it or? Uh, no, <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, my nan and granddad don't like it. Like my nan and granddad even said to me one birthday, I was maybe like twenty, and like we're gonna give you t- money for your birthday, but, but we knew we spent on tattoos. And I was like, oh, I do, like I do earn money elsewhere. Like it's like. It's like I'm not gonna poison your money by get like I poison your money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like poison yeah. money. Because no, in their head, yeah. then they would have been like, yeah. "We're putting, we're putting, we paid for, yeah, that. for that. That's ours." We're disgusted in ourselves, yeah, for letting our grandson fall like this. What have we become? What's your uh, What's your favorite tattoo you've got? Um, shit, I don't know. Oh, uh, I've got my the inside of my arm. I've got a big dinosaur. I like dinosaurs. It's dinosaurs, mate. Dinosaurs, mate. <laughs> nice. <laughs> dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are cool. I've got one there as well. A little dinosaur there. Yeah, you have. Pterodactyl. Um, sweet dinosaur knowledge, man. Real good <laughs> nice, dinosaur mate. knowledge. It's not a diplodocus, but you know, you're getting this. It's not. Uh, hey, don't be like this. Um, yeah, they've got like, I've got my rhino head on there as well, like that. I've got a little uh, wrestling mask as well. I was looking at them, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I think like they're my favourite ones, probably. I've got a, a hammerhead shark on my stomach as well, which I always forget I have. Do they have? Do they have? Like some people only get tattoos; they have meanings. Other people just get them because they didn't. They look nice and they're just artistic. So, do yeah. they have meanings or do they? Uh, yeah, a lot of them do. Uh, some of them are just genuine because, like, I like how they look. Of course, and, again, um, like I think, like when people say, like, like how deep of a person do you have to be for every tattoo? You have to have a meaning. You know what I mean? Like relax <laughs> like not everything has to mean something like when it comes to that like sometimes think, you can just get tattoos if you like it but a lot of the stuff I do have has got a story behind it or a meaning behind it or to me it means this word like I'll try and, I'll try and limit the words I get and try and get a, an image to represent the word instead you know what I mean so like just so you don't have like random words tattooed on you you can get like, like something to, on the bottom of your back yeah yeah well I do have that but <laughs> I'll try and cover it up with my waistband I'm joking. Please don't look for the <laughs> Do you have Chris on your or, or do you have Chris on your uh, on your body at all? No, I don't have my own name, buddy. Oh, mate, some people do. I, was, I saw someone with the, he had his full name on his not his full name, but his his full first name in large large letters all the way up his forearm. Well, there was a, a guy I was in uh, again. Nothing wrong with that. People's personal preference, people's tastes, up totally up to them. But uh, 
We had a no, but don't get your name tattooed on you. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't personally don't see the point in it. But um, we had a guy who was in uh, university with us, and he doesn't listen to the podcast. What's his name? His name was uh, Graham Kent, right. and right. and uh, one of the funniest things uh, I ever. So he used to talk about getting tattoos and say that being full of meaning and stuff like that. And he went and got his surname on his form in tribal, of course, right, okay. of, all, of all the stuff he would okay. get done. And my other flatmate sent me the picture and went, his, his name is a place. So he has... Oh, God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my. And, he's like not he's he, and he has a thick mass, Westerners accent. Massive fan of Kent. Just <laughs> <laughs> went on all day, mate. Loved it. <laughs> Out of context, that looked great. Like a woman goes up to him in the club, like, oh, so you're like Kent. Hey? <laughs> nice. But like, so we said we were going to touch on this part briefly because not that... We didn't want to make the whole thing about it, but you've done interviews in the past about mental health. Yeah. And again, we just wanted to touch on it briefly because mm-hmm. we wanted this to be a more of a retrospective of your career and stuff like that. And that is a part of it, but it's not all of it. So that's why we only kind of like yeah, yeah. touch on it. So how did you become, for lack of a better word, I don't see... How did you become depressed? <laughs> No, I was going to say that. I was going to say... How did you become, become such a oh, miserable not, bastard? How, <laughs> I, was gonna, I was going to say, how did you become almost like... I don't say the spokesman, but like, I feel like... <laughs> for, for, like I don't even want to say that. Voice like, of the, the voiceless? The voice <laughs> of the voiceless, yeah. But like... But I spokesman feel like, for depression. I have known those for like... Almost in, almost in wrestling, I feel that you were... If you speak about that or... You said yourself that other wrestlers have approached you. And yeah. Jack, so I feel like... Yeah. Because you've been so open about it. So, like, how did that all come about? Um, and how, where, well, if we were going to go into it, how, where does that stem from? The whole, like, depression and stuff like that? So, like, in my opinion, um, not just for me, but for, like, most people, like, usually it's in your family somewhere. Like, it's, sometimes it's referred to, like, a chemical amounts in your brain. But also it can be, um, stems from people's childhood. And, like, a lot of the time it is. And now mine's both. So I got diagnosed with like quite chronic depression when I was, I was 19 when I was diagnosed with it, but I've had it for a lot longer. Okay. But I was not, by the time I was 19, that's when I was like, I have to get the doctors. I have to talk about this. I never spoke about it before. I just suffered in silence for a long, like long that, time. Like real bad? Like Yeah, it was like really, really bad at one point. Like, cause I, I find this hard cause I'm, I don't suffer with depression. Mm-hmm. My, my brother has anxiety. My brother has depression. And it's always difficult for people who don't have it to understand it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. People can have bad days and people can say, people can turn and say, oh, I've had bad days. And it's like, but it's not having a bad day. No, no, no. It's, like, it's, you can literally, like, everything can be. Or it's not being in a bad mood. Or not, it's not being upset. It, it's, it was one thing where, like, you can be, like, having, like, everything can be going great for you, but there's still that. And it's like, but it, the worst, I think, for people. And I know people mean well when they say it, but it's like, oh, but you've got this, this, this going for you. It's like, sometimes it doesn't matter. Sometimes you've got everything going for you, but it's still, it's still your own head and it's still your own demons that you're trying to fight. Um, and it's difficult to live with. It's difficult to sleep. It's difficult to wake up. Um, there's been times, like, I'm sure that, like, people listen to this, like, and you, when you wake up and sometimes, and it sounds, like, deep and, like, really bad, but, like, sometimes you wake up and you're like, oh, I wish I didn't wake up. And that's not to say, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're suicidal. Sometimes it's just, like, you wish you didn't exist, but it doesn't mean you want to kill yourself. It doesn't mean you want to do something like that, but it doesn't mean you wish you, you weren't, like, maybe, like, for a few days, like, you could just, like, be asleep for the whole time and maybe wake up or something like that. Like, like, when people, on a more extreme case, but, like, when people wake up and have to go to a job they don't like and they go oh, I wish I could just didn't have to deal with that today yes yeah absolutely it's yeah. that but that, on, yeah. a, on a huge but the thing is so like my job is wrestling and I love wrestling and sometimes I'll wake up because like oh, sometimes I'll wake up and be like oh I wish it but like like this is my dream job obviously you you don't you don't do wrestling like people do wrestling and like they do it for, for the money because they fall out of love with it and stuff like that but like for me it's not that that's not the case at all but even like like I'd say maybe Eight percent, fifty percent of the time, sometimes I'm waking up. I'm like, oh, I just don't want to do this today. And it's not because of the wrestling; it's because of the social stuff to go with it. And it's not, then that's not being mean, rude, or like, oh, I don't want to talk to this person, that person. It's just sometimes you just don't want to talk. Sometimes, sometimes you just don't want to face people. Sometimes you just want to be like, you want to keep yourself to yourself and be quiet. You know what I mean? And it's difficult to then go and perform when you're like that. But you've got to do it. And it's one thing I do want to hit home as well. While I've got this chance to be able to say yeah, it on this platform now, is like, it's okay. 
to have depression. It's okay to have anxiety. It's okay. Like, all of this is fine. It's not, it's not, not manly. Like, for a dude to have it as well. Like, I think a lot of men are like, well, no, I don't have depression. I've got to be a man about things. It's like, be a man about the things. Like, if you physically hurt, be a man about that and man up about that instead. You know what I mean? Like, break your arm or break your leg, you walk it off. You know what I mean? Be a man about <laughs> that. Like, be a man about everything else. But, like, it's fine to have a day where you just, like, you don't do anything. That's absolutely fine. Well, it's okay to be you upset. You don't need it's to okay, be. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's okay. It's fine to deal with it. But as long as you deal with it and you don't let it beat you too much, if, as long as you find something, everyone has different, like, triggers of how they start slipping. Everyone's got different triggers of how they come out of it. And it's just a lot of finding that. And it's trial and error. And it really is whether that's medication, counselling, or just doing it yourself. Um, I've done all three, and I find doing it myself so it works the best for me sometimes. Um, but, like, it's, like, the, the thing I, need, I just want to hit home while I have this platform is, like, it's okay. It's fine to be depressed. It doesn't mean people don't think less of you. People want you to talk, even if you don't want people to talk to you or you don't want to talk to people. It's okay to just be by yourself and ignore people for the day. Or it's okay to go and talk to someone. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's really fine. Um, but like, I, I, like I don't just repeat myself basically. But like, I know a, a lot of dudes have it, and I know this because they tell me this as well. And there's a lot of people that you would never expect that would suffer with this. They speak to me about it, and they tell me how they're feeling, what they do to get away from it, or what what happens, uh, what makes them slip and, and trip into that. Because um, it's like it's like it, that's like a snowball effect. Like if something happens, and then something else happens, it gets worse and worse. And by the time you've you're in like the bottom of this fucking horrible depressive pit and you're like I don't see a way out and that's when I usually that's when people usually go oh, on it talk to someone and a lot of the time people know that I'm like I'm comfortable talking about this sort of thing so like they'll come and talk to me um not really sure if what I'm saying is making any sense no, at it all because I do is, ramble it is. but um it's just something that I'm like I'm quite passionate about people knowing that it's fine to talk to someone you talk to me you talk to um, your family you talk to your best friend your girlfriend your boyfriend you know, I hope talking to my girlfriend helps. Um, talking to my friends helps sometimes. Um, sometimes none of it helps and sometimes I'm quiet and it does people's head in. But it's okay to do that. It's okay to be quiet. Just got to deal with it. It's okay. As long as, long, as long as you deal with it. That's the main thing. As long as you do deal with it and you don't just affect relationships too much with it. Make sure people understand this first. But try and be proactive. I think the worst thing is like feeling sorry for yourself for too long. And stuff like that. Um, you just gotta you, you you've got to find a way out. You can have your day, and then you've had your day of it, and then the next day you've got to get up. You've got to go and do something. Otherwise, you're just gonna fall, slip, 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 slip. Just kind of take every day. Exactly. Yeah. Time. Absolutely. Hundred percent. Um, like I still have my days like that. Like Christ. Like, but like now I'm at a point where like I'm I'm comfortable talking about it, and not like there'll be points sometimes where like I won't be able to talk about it at all, and I just like oh I can't and I'll just break down and like literally like I'll be a mess. But like. I'm fine talking about it now because, like, I feel like I'm I'm a lot more on top of it than I have been. So, like, I feel, like there's, there's there's words out and stuff. But like this guy, like you'll see me on like, and people will see me in public or they'll see me at a show or they'll see me on social media, and maybe they're like, oh, he doesn't seem like he deals with that sort of thing. But that's the point. Is that it's literally silent, the people it's, it's you don't silent, think would? It's a silent killer. Mm, mm, absolutely, and it is just that's a, the best way to describe it is a silent killer because people don't deal with it. But people need to learn how to deal with it because it's like everyone has their own ways. Everyone's a completely different person. But you've had other wrestlers like reach out to you. Yeah, yeah, and a lot, a lot of like very like well-known wrestlers that you wouldn't have expect. I've had like them message me like, and it's cool, and I'll just sit there and talk to them, and that's and that's good. And I'm glad they and I'm glad they've got someone at least that they can talk to because it's all confidential with me. I'm like, and I'm not sitting here like this is an advert for like some weird counselling like. <laughs> Hey, come down to Chris's counselling shop and I'll stop you from killing yourself. Like, it's, not, <laughs> it's just like... But you will, I think. Yeah, I, I, will, <laughs> I will prevent that. But like, yeah, but just like, people just need to know that there's a way out always. There's always a way out. There's a way just, up. There's, all, there's, a way, there's a way up. There's a way out. Perfect. There's a way up and there's a way out. And there's... The way out is not how you think it is. The way out or the way up is... You've just got to make it up. And you've got to just trial and error. Watch The Simpsons. <laughs> there you go. It was all, it's, it's the, the cure like, for it, depression is The Simpsons. It is on, it is on the TV as we as we do this uh, thing. One thing that uh, we kind of touched on, and I I I did commend you for as well um, when I spoke about your places. 
always seen that you're always wrestling other places, always wrestling in different countries, and you always seem to be countries. I always kind of like when we have conversation, I'd be like, "Who's the promoter there? How did you get there?" Yeah, yeah. And I always love how you end up in these like you end up in Denmark and stuff like that, <laughs> and you end up in these little weird places. So, like, yeah. where's so how many countries have you wrestled in? Actually, I haven't like. You've been me up to the much. I haven't wrestled in that many countries, unfortunately. I've had like opportunities to wrestle well, in consi- countries you, as well. You have like, considered considering like when did you have that match with Poison Kingdom? Two thousand and fourteen. Look at that, mate. That's three years. You, so how many countries you wrestled in three years? Uh, is the UK one country? Nope. So okay, Scotland, Wales, England, Denmark, Sweden. Um, I was supposed to wrestle in Italy, but I was double booked. Um, so I ended up staying in England and wrestling Ireland? and. No, not yet. I really want to rest in Ireland, though. Let's go four, Sweden, Denmark. That is six. Yeah, uh, and I had the opportunity to wrestle in Italy, like I said. And I've been offered, like, other countries, but had already had bookings and stuff. So I haven't quite wrestled yet. But, but it's still nice to know that people from other countries know that I exist. Why have you ever done Sweden and Denmark? You know I mean? so, um, yeah, the Sweden and Denmark one was weird. Like, so the Denmark one was... I can't remember how that one came about originally, but I then met people out there that wanted me in Sweden and then I went back to Denmark and then there was one like the first weekend of like last year maybe was it last year maybe it was this year no it was last year and it was like I did Denmark one weekend did Sweden next weekend then went straight from Sweden to ICW and like at that point I was like this is cool like I'm actually like, travelling like a lot of places to wrestle like like it was just quite cool and I was like it's like, it's like a, I feel like a real pro wrestler now <laughs> I feel tired like a grizzly <laughs> but I was only like one and a half two years or something like I've got no right to be grizzled <laughs> just tired <laughs> but like so you wrestle over Europe like in the UK you wrestled for ICW mm-hmm. so like where what's the big promotions that you haven't wrestled for then that you really haven't, haven't that you uh, that you really want to get your teeth stuck in uh, pro wrestling Rev Pro, OTT, and the reason I'm not listed of the ones is because it's coming up. Okay. You know what I mean. Okay. So I don't, and then it's stuff that hasn't been announced, and it might not be announced by the time this goes out. So I don't want to say, oh, in this place, but I'm wrestling there soon, and they just fucking ruin it. That's right enough. So, um, yeah, I think they're the, the main three that come to mind. Uh, Why do you think you haven't wrestled them yet? Not good enough for them yet, maybe. I don't know. Maybe... Mm, I'm not sure. Because maybe I'm not what they're looking for. Or maybe I'm not quite at the level of that that they need for their shows. Or maybe they haven't really seen much of my stuff. I'm not sure. But hopefully I'll work for them though. Like I, like, I think progress is the main one. I think that's the main one for everyone though. So I think that's like... It's quite... I don't think there's going to be one person in the country that hasn't worked for progress. And you say, do you want to work for progress? And they're going to go, no, not really. Hmm. Like, why would you say that? That's like a ridiculous thing to say. You know what I mean? So I think that's a given with anybody that hasn't worked there yet. But like, when the place you were at, like, when you were at ICW, like, mm-hmm. you had a good reaction to ICW. It was, yeah. Where did you debut? Was it... Um, actually, it was in 2015. It was like... Mm, was it? Yeah. It was within my first year of wrestling. I hate you. <laughs> some people like struggle to like some people struggling to get their foot in the door in now and they've been doing it for six, seven years in first year wrestling. Was it I might have been like first or second year. Like that that might have been that time because I was doing PBW and stuff and that's how I got in. So like um Kid Fight um is great. He's he's done he's done a lot. He, he brought me into Scotland and the reason I have like I get to work in Scotland so much is because of him. So like he brought me up to PBW once and then I met people through him. And then he brought me up again, and then I got to. He took me to an ICW show. I introduced through, myself. Do you now through Johnny? Or... Oh, no, no, no. This was actually, this was actually just Kid Fight. Okay. Who just said, uh, brought me up. Uh, I think maybe I've messaged him a CV or something. Maybe just been something like that, you know. And he was like, yeah, cool, I'll have you. And then he brought me up, and then brought me up again, then I met ICW guys. And then the next time I went up, it was for ICW. And then I'd be going, I'd be going to Glasgow like every weekend at one point. Like for like say like three weeks in a row and like maybe miss a weekend then I'll be in PBW. I've only wrestled there once. But yeah, so like I was like I was it was really really fun uh, to be able to go up so often, and then she had a little bit of a break. They've had loads of storylines on, um, so yeah, it took a bit of time away. But like I'm going back up to Scotland quite a bit as well for the latter half of this year. That's good. Um, so yeah, get back into it again, which is nice. Yeah, but it's been up and down this year for us as well. Like sometimes, like. I've had stuff on, like, in my personal life, um, 
that's kind of gotten in the way of it. But like now I've just put my foot down and I'm like, I'm not letting that happen anymore because I can't. Because like what I want to do is wrestling. Like pro wrestling saved me and I need to carry on. Regardless of how I am and stuff like that, how I feel and how my personal life's going. The only thing I've got is wrestling apart from that. So that's what I need to do. So like, I've done that. He's like it's taken me a bit to like be like, no, this is actually what you need to do. So like now I'm just like, I've got myself out there a bit more now. And like from now, from in fact from next weekend. So like by the time this goes out, be like this weekend, for the rest of the year. Like I've got wrestling. I'm wrestling every single weekend. That's good. Once, twice, three times. You know what I mean? So like I'm getting like good work again. Then my December's weirdly full. We, I was talking to somebody else about this how it used to be like December used to be the quietest month and yeah, now yeah, but yeah, my December that. is more full than my October yes yeah, yeah. absolutely yeah, so. we've got the same fun maybe we're on the same shows um, uh, hope you have that match <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely yeah um, I'll be good wouldn't it um, so yeah like it, it, it's weird like my December's really full I mean, my October's like it's okay but like I'm wrestling every weekend still you know what I mean so like I'm glad, as long as I'm wrestling every weekend that's fine I'm happy so like we've got that to look forward to so I'm just like I'm back, back into it now and I'm not going to be like slipping or anything. Like I need to pull my finger out really and get back into it. So that's exactly what I've done. I've just got contacted a few people and been like, "All right," and then people have been having me on. And guess that point, isn't it, where you like not saying that you don't contact people, but you do think to yourself, "They must have seen my stuff." Like everyone's watching just, everything, and so you yeah, get like, you like, do I approach them? Do I do I not? Because even sometimes that can get into your own head. You like, if I approach them, do I then? Do I look amateurish? Kind there of? we go. That's yeah, the yeah, word. Yeah. Exactly. Sometimes you think like, do I they think less of me then because I'm having to approach them? But like, also on, on, on like the flip side, whenever I message someone, like I everything like assume nothing. Um. So like, if you if you message someone or something, don't assume they know who you are. So I'll always like, if I'm going to send some stuff, I'll be like, give them some information about myself. Yeah. Uh, I do the offer same. references and footage, and then every time I've done that, they've been like, oh no, we're aware of you. We send you work. Yeah, we'll have you. It's been like, oh, really? That's really that's nice. You've not been like, like Christ says that. It's always been like really, really nice. And You're like, thank God, uh, not, not the reply back. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. Uh, who? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's always been like really nice. Like, I've, I'm, it's not saying like I'll do this message for work and stuff, but like when I have done, it's been like, oh yeah, we'll have your course. Um, so that's always a nice little like confidence boost because I would just assume like you don't, you don't know who's heard of you, you don't know who has. You it's know true. I mean? So yeah. So like, so you've got like I said, hopefully you go back up to ICW said and then like. Yeah. We have pro progress. They're the they're the ones that hopefully you can tick off yes. this year, or if not, hundred percent next year. Maybe hope so. I'd like I'd like I'd love to be able to do them this year. I think that would like boost me a lot because, like I said, like I've had a bit of a rocky few months on and off with wrestling and stuff. And like, if I want to really nail it for the rest of the year, if like them guys sort of give me a shot, I'd be like, oh perfect. That like motivation in itself. You know what I mean? If you saw that sort of thing, but yeah, so that'd be cool. That'd be really cool. That's good. How I usually like to finish these off, then, Chris, is uh, if you were to give yourself any, uh, if you give your former self any advice, or you give anybody coming to the business now advice, what would it be? Um, eat more, train harder. <laughs> at the is start, that, a, at the is start, that advice like, to yourself? Yeah, 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 at the start, yeah. But like now, I just like I eat loads, I train hard as I can. Like some twice a day sometimes as well, like a lot through the week, and um, once twice a day at least. Um, like before shows, I like I'll get up at five so I can go to the gym and then go to the show as well. Like I'm still always trying to find gyms on the road and stuff and keep yourself training, keep yourself going because you need that in the ring and you really do. Um, look for reputable school first, so you don't have to like erase the bad things that you've learned. Like, is this advice for your former self or people oh, coming in? Both. This is like so. Like my advice now is like for both. Okay. Me and other people like find a reference. Learn from your mistakes, pretty much. Yes, 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 yes. Um, yeah, find a reputable school first before just going anywhere, um, because then you have to unlearn things and learn new things, and that's hard. Unlearning things is very, very difficult. Yeah, as it is, never mind unlearning stuff. <laughs> How do you unlearn things? That's not a word. I said it three times. It's still not a word, is it? it Maybe be. it is now. I think that's how words become words. Yeah. Oh God. Science <laughs> or English or language, okay. is it? So just, just find yourself a reputable school and just train hard, yeah, absolutely. And um, help out a lot, and that's not for me, I, I helped out a lot, but like for people coming through, be polite, be courteous. Like, courteous that's a word, right? Yeah, it, is. it didn't sound like a word when I said it for some reason. 
That was weird. Um, be, be, be polite. Like a lot of like a lot of times, um, you'll hear like stories of like oh so and so isn't very approachable and it, it puts people off. Like, to be a good person, like at the start, like just be polite, help out, and stuff like that. I think that just goes a long way. I think I think I just think shaking someone's hand, looking in the eye, and saying hello, how are you, and stuff like that, that goes a long way. As opposed to avoiding people, no matter like who you are and yeah. how you are, you know what I mean. That's just my opinion, anyway. But yeah, no. it really. No, that's good. Probably loads more. Put off the top of my head right now. They're like the main things. No, that's good. Oh, don't don't get good gear. <laughs> <laughs> that always does help. Yeah. Image is everything. It is absolutely. But no, that, that's great. Thank you very much, Chris. Appreciate it. Cheers. Thank you. Nice one. Bye. Bye. Still in the car, people. Uh, yeah, just wrapping this up. But how great was that? Chris loves it. Number Chris, he's uh, quite a soft-spoken man. Loves seeing him. Love how much he's improved over the last couple of years. And I feel that uh, he hasn't really broke through some of those bigger ones. He wants to work for Progress. I know they definitely want him down there, and he wants to work for Rev Pro too. Hasn't really had that chance yet to shine on a massive platform. I think that when he definitely gets it, he's going to open a lot of eyes. Because I think a lot of people haven't seen Chris's work, and he seems to be improving leaps and bounds every single time I see him. But yeah. Great to have Chris on the show. Love the way he spoke about mental health, mental health issues. And I love the way that he says that he wants to be an ambassador for that. So, yeah, really nice to sit down with Chris and just, you know, shoot the shit. He's a lovely guy. Really is. So, yeah, big thanks, Chris, for being on the show. Say it every week, but if you have enjoyed the show, please be sure to rate, subscribe, review. Just help us push away those podcast lists. Of course, if you have enjoyed it and want to give something back, please head over to morganwebster.bigcartel.com. Pick up a print, pick up a brand new t-shirt from over there. Or if you want to give something back to our sponsors, which are merchbritannia.com. Or maybe you're a wrestler who wants to sign up to a place that uh, stocks, prints, does all that stuff for your own merch. The merchbritannia.com is the place to do that. First design free for any wrestler who signs up. So please, please, please head over and do that. Of course, I understand that everyone can give anything back. I say that all the time. But uh, maybe a cheeky shout out on social media. At Flash underscore Morgan on the Twitter. Facebook.com forward slash Flash Morgan Webster on the Facebook at Flash Morgan Webster on the Instagram. And if you do want to book me for any upcoming seminars, any shows, or maybe you want to advertise on the Wrestling Friends podcast, then please, all that can be done at flashmorgan.live.co.uk. Again, that email is flashmorgan.live.co.uk. Next week's guest is Justin Sizem, and it is an absolute incredible episode. A lot of people might not be familiar with Justin's work, he does only work a handful of places. But trust me, this guy has one of the greatest stories I have ever, ever heard. It goes on for like an hour and 30, and I literally didn't have to do a thing. I sat back, let him tell his story. Could have gone to the Commonwealth Games as a hammer thrower. He's done tours with Marvel. It's ridiculous. It really is. I don't want to give too much away. But uh, yeah, next week's guest is Justin Sizemann. Trust me, people, it's an absolute fucking corker. So definitely, definitely make sure you don't miss out that one. Okay, I guess that uh, wraps up another show. Big thanks to Chris Ridgeway for being on the show. Big thanks to Justin Sizemann for being next week's guest. Big thanks to Merch Britannia, as always, for being our sponsor. And uh, I said every week, a big thanks to you guys for listening. Because, well, you guys, I'd be a very tired man sat in the car talking to himself. But uh, luckily, I'm not. Luckily, I'm a guy who's uh, talking to the masses. So, yeah, makes my uh, makes my sleepy eyes a little less sleepy knowing that. So, yeah. Big thank you, big thanks to you guys for keeping up with that. All I have to say is I'm a Flashmonger Web Sitting Spook King of the Mods. This has been the Wrestling Friends Podcast, and it's always a pleasure, always a treasure. Bye. Stop.